everyone, and welcome down to episode number 94 of the Down South Photo Show with me, Brendan Waits, here in Ocean Grove, Victoria, Australia, and the dude on the other screen chortling in the background. <laughs> uh, shit. It's Cam Blake in Hobart, Tasmania, Australia. Hello, Cameron. Hello, Brendan. I, I don't think we're going to get to 100 episodes. I think <laughs> the wheels have fallen off this show really quickly. I, I think you make it your... I think you 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 try your hardest to upset mm. the apple cart just before I'm about to launch into the intro. Yeah, yeah. And all you end up doing is making yourself laugh. I just, I just, that's all I do is crack myself up. I'm like, you I've got him. You here. can't throw me. I've got him here. I'm going. This will this will get him. And then all these, oh, welcome everyone. And then off, <laughs> off you go. I'm like, I can't keep a straight face. No. Anyway, but it was an absolute well, zinger. Well done. It was a good. Yes. Um, how are you, uh, mate? You you going well? Tippity top, thank you. Um, yeah. isn't it incredible what happens when the weather changes? The, oh yeah, uh, isn't it? It's just great. I mean, it, uh, this was one of the few uh, winters over the last few years where I haven't left Ocean Grove. Real, I mean, other than a couple of trips up north in Victoria, yeah, but haven't travelled. So norm- normally we might have a few days, you know, in uh, up in Queensland, or I might go over to Perth or somewhere. But no, nice. this time I've I've stuck the whole winter out, and I'm proud of it myself. Good on you. It wasn't really much of a winter, was it? Really, oh. like, not not for us down here. Like like we usually get. You know, it's fairly cold down here, but I think yeah. I can I can only think of three snow dumps out of the whole winter that we had down here. Yeah, yeah. Normally you'd get half a dozen or so, wouldn't you? Easily, yeah. Usually get a few, but um, yeah, winter was a bit. Well, it depends how you look at it. it. Was a bit disappointing or it was a bit satisfying? I don't know. But hmm. um, we are we've sprung into spring. Oh, it's yeah. definitely nice to see it. So, yeah. Um, Let's kick off with a bit of uh, housekeeping. First of mm. all, thank you to everyone for liking, following, and subscribing the channel. Um, 635 subs on YouTube is nothing to be sneezed at. No. Uh, we say it often, but it's great to see the channel growing organically. Um, our August photo comp that we announced the winner of two weeks ago, a week ago, whenever we did that. Sounds good. Yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah. 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 Um, the People's Choice uh, edition of that is now up on our Facebook page. Thank you, Mr. Blake, for putting those up for us. You're welcome. Yep, no problems at all. Um, I almost forgot to put them up, but <laughs> they're there. So um, would, you, would you like to tell everyone what they need to do now? Uh, yeah, so what they need to do is go to the Down South Photo Show Facebook page. Uh, there is a pinned post. So it's the pinned post. Don't do not do what some of the people did that entered and put the entry into another post that was referring back to the pinned post. You need to go to yeah. <laughs> you need to go back to the pinned post that's on there. And that's got the I think it's a top what is it, a top six, I think it is. I think we know we're top six. Six, six or seven it was, yeah. Yeah. Um, um and all you need to do is go in there and like the ones you like. You can like them all, you can like one, you can, you know, like two. It's up to you. Go and go and like the ones you like. And at the end of this month, which is another sixteen or so days from where we are now, we'll tally up the votes and the person who gets the most votes out of that, they will get um a one hundred dollar voucher from you. Uh, from a Ocean Grove camera and photo, they will indeed. So um, mm. I'm looking forward to seeing the winner of that because we we've had a tough time choosing a winner. So that was a uh, tough one. Yeah, it will be really interesting to see where the people go. And mm. I am just bringing the post up now. That would be the pinned post, which I can now see. Click yes. on it easily. Don't the photos look great all together? Well, you know what they they do, and I you know it, it sort of gave me a little bit of satisfaction when we put that up there. That you know what we actually did pick the colorful images that was uh, yeah. the, sort of the theme. Like we didn't, there's nothing out there that's, you can't say that's not colorful. Um, <laughs> it's definitely not. No, they're no. all great. <laughs> and if I have a quick flick through, I'm just doing that now just to see who, oh, okay. Oh, well, yes. We... yes. There is a bit of a clear, clear winner at the moment, but. Not by much, but yes, there is a clear winner. Mm. I reckon so that I, like might, it. I reckon that might change by the time we, this episode comes out. Yeah, no, it's always good to see. Um, the people's choice. That's what it's there mm. for. We want we want people to give yeah. us some feedback <laughs> on what they what they thought about the comp. Um, yeah. A little bit more uh, housekeeping as well. Cam and I have both over the last few nights been uh, involved with local camera clubs. Oh yes, which I, was, didn't, um, I didn't I didn't know where you were going with that. <laughs> <laughs> which was which was pretty awesome. So for me, it's a shout out to the Colac Camera Club who very kindly invited me down to judge their um, bi monthly competition. Um, and without blowing smoke anywhere, I was, uh, very, very impressed with the standard. And I said as much on the night, I was very impressed with the standard of entrance. Uh, it was great. Um, there was, you know, I think 15 or so people that rocked up to hear me pay out on their photos. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, well, I I heard that was, uh, quite a productive judging session. So that's, that's awesome. 
Yeah, it's always tough, isn't it, when you when you're judging and you're in front of the people literally who took mm. the photo and you're passing judgment. I don't get the names of the people; I just get the photos. Yeah, and um, you know, how, I, how, I, how, how much abuse did you get? Any? Or um, I got a wee bit of feedback straight after the uh, <laughs> after the meeting, but nothing I can't handle, and yeah. uh, that's totally fine. And yes. it was all in good sport in the end. So right until you got outside and your tires were all slashed and that's right, <laughs> windows literally hitchhike from Colac <laughs> yeah. to Ocean Grove. Yeah. And- the freezing cold, but that was okay. Yeah. It was fine. But yeah, yeah, and I really enjoyed that. Um, so I have told them already that I'll be back next year. So, so the judging was that on a theme of some sort at this camera club? So they had, um, that it was, they have every so bi monthly the way this camera club club works, they have an open theme, yeah, but then they have a, an actual theme as well. And you can enter right. both. And the theme yeah, this okay. time around was dark and moody. Ooh, um, like what's background. I was going to say, what's behind you there? Yeah, and yours isn't far off either. Yeah, um, yeah. and yeah, the the uh, the themes were uh, really well adhered to, and there was yeah. ah, there was some cracking images, really really right. cool stuff. So nah, it was great to see. I, I really enjoyed it. Cool. And question without notice, because you do this to me. Yes. Um, what would you say was the standout? I guess consistency through the shots you liked so was like was it yeah. nice compositions or was it good editing or what, what oh, do you composition to? always i mean yeah and yeah composition definitely you know scored and and you score you score an image out of 15 um no one scored full points um i don't Ooh. yeah no it's got to be pretty special for me to give a 15 jesus you are a bloody hard ass there was two 14s Ooh. um no 14 and uh, a halves no no, I wouldn't have let her score half points. So, right. uh, and I wouldn't have anyway. But there, this, there was one particular shot that I was really taken with. Um, it was a storm over a over a um, like a field with the you know the big round hay bales. Oh yes, yep. But had that yep. in the foreground and and an old shed, but the big like clouds like very similar to lighting to the photo that's behind you, which we'll get to in a sec. Cool. Where the yep. you know the foreground's all lit up and the dark foreboding sky above. Um, yeah, I. I I didn't have to judge an image of the night because they all fell into different categories, but that, that for me would have been the image of the night for sure. Very cool. Nice. And yourself, you were off in, you're in, in my, I was, in, I, was, I, was in, I was in Geelong last night. Digitally. Uh, virtually, virtually, virtually. Virtually, that's correct. Virt- virtually. Um, yeah. So I did a presentation. For, uh, thanks very much to the Geelong Camera Club for, and Paul and the guys there for inviting me along. Um, we had a big chat about uh, landscape photography and just how to see the light and capture the light and shoot for the light. So um, it seemed to be very well received. I got an applause at the end, which is lovely. And um, I had actually one of my customers from the, the week before who was in part of that club. He sat in and gave me some great feedback afterwards as well. So, yeah, I, I enjoy doing those presentations. I think it's good fun. And, uh, yeah, we, we showed off of – it was really just a, a, a plug for Tassie, really. It's all these beautiful Tassie spots we go to and how we capture the light. So uh, it was really good. Um, and I got a, I just got asked to do another presentation next year. They're already booking me for next year, Brendan. It's like yes, it's like I'm a movie star or something. They, they strike while the iron's hot. They do. This one is in my old stomping ground of Greensboro, the Diamond oh. Valley Camera. The Diamond oh. Valley C- Camera Clubs. I can't say no to that. No, you cannot. Um, um, my only thing know. is I've, I've just got to be able, I've just got to be let back into Diamond Valley. They'll, they'll let me back in or not. See, I need to find out if there's a Swan Hill Photographic Society. Oh, surely there's got to be one. It'd have, or, you know, Camera Club, Photographic Society, whatever. Surely. Um, you're, you're Googling it as we speak. Oh, so. I am. Yeah. yeah. Uh, surely. Um, it surely wouldn't be cool be a... to go back as an, as an alumni and, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, yeah. I like the sound of that. Uh, there's a Swan Hills Photography Society, but that's not, that's in WA. Um, True. Oh, there'll be one for sure. There we go. Swan Hill, oh. Swan Valley. No. Maybe there's not. Maybe, maybe. I would have thought someone of your prestige, <clears throat> like they would have known about you if, anyway. If you are listening from Swan Hill in the region, it's time. Get a get a camera club going. I'll be your first guest speaker. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe we should investigate that when we're up there next yes. month. And start one and then just leave. <laughs> start, start a camera club. And, like it's like starting a new business and just pass it over, you reckon? Exactly. Cameron, um, it is it is your week to talk uh, to go first with background. So right. um okay. So stop Googling and start. Oh, oh I, just, I just I just I just got asked a question from the Camera Clubs of Australia website. If I need cool. any assistance digitally, I better cut shut that down. Um okay. what do I what are doing? Background. Okay, background. Yes, please. Um so this is just the other day. Um at the wonderful Stanley, which is on the northwest coast of 
beautiful Tasmania. And that big rock formation is called the Nut. Um, and yes, every time we go there, there is jokes about Nut and the nuts. Mm-hmm. And when it's really cold, the nut doesn't look as big and mm-hmm. all these different things that we get. Yeah. Uh, where, lot, where's the other one and all where's that? Where's the other one? This this nut must have slipped out. All those kind of things. <laughs> mm-hmm. We have lots of fun with that. So, uh, But this is just behind me. There's an old convict ruins, which is another great sort of uh, location to shoot. But I, was, I had some people down the end of the road. You can see a little bus down there. So I had three people down there and then four people at the back. So I was sort of swapping and changing between two little locations, a couple hundred meters. And as I was walking back, towards the bus to make sure that the people down there were getting this cloud formation in the light. I had to stop and just did a shot with the road in the middle and that beautiful line of trees onto the right, um, which are actually sort of half dead underneath. So it looks like they're even more orange than what the light was, which I thought was pretty cool. But we just had this really moody sort of weather come in. Now, I'm not sure if you saw it, Brendan, but I did a live video from the, the edge of the world the other week and it was blowing its backside off. Uh, this is the morning of. So as they say, you know, red sky in the morning, shepherd's warning. Yeah, I, uh, I saw we, I saw that bit of footage uh, where you and your clients were almost on. being blown away. It was, I, I would say yeah. it was easily gusting up to about 150 k's an hour there. It was like, you, you just like, you know, when people do that thing where they lean into the wind and the wind just holds them up. Mm. We had no problem doing that at all. Um, right. It was very cool. Um, but yeah, that's a Stanley. And we just had that beautiful golden light, but Again, this is a tip I gave to the camera club last night about chasing the light. If you know there's some really crappy weather coming in the afternoon and it's been an okay day before, you're most likely going to get some really sort of crazy moody sunrises to start the day. So if you think it's going to be a crappy day, get out there before it gets there and yeah. uh, get that light. So, Well, a little, yeah. little pro, tip, pro tip in between when we're talking about our backgrounds, um, the amount of times where it'll be a drab day Mm. particularly near the coast for some reason, but you know, it'll be a drab like skies like we've both got in our backgrounds, but no sun at all, just gray. Yeah. And then literally three minutes before sunset, the sun Bang. just peaks out behind a band. Yeah. You know, there's a band where there's no cloud and whack, it just lights up. Yeah. If I had a dollar for every time I've looked out my front friggin' window and gone, yep, yep, could have yep. could have called yep. that. You'd have 20 bucks. I've had a few bucks. Hey, um, that's something, well, before you go into your background, that's something that people just don't look at, I don't find, is if people go to sunset and they all look up at the clouds, like, oh, what's it going to do? Is it going to be okay? I'm like, how about you look out where the sun's going to disappear? That's right. And if, the, and if there's clear sky there and you've got all cloud up here, most likely it's going to get under that cloud when it sets and light it all up. And people sort of go, oh, oh that's pretty cool. I didn't, didn't notice that. So mm-hmm. if you're doing a sunset, Another pro tip, make sure you just keep an eye right on the horizon. If there's a really heavy cloud band, then most likely it's going to fizzle out. But if there's a slither of light or clear sky through there, there's a fair chance you're going to get like this sort of light underneath all the clouds here. So keep an eye for that. But anyway, nice. enough of me crapping on. What have you got behind you? You can you can crap on as much as you like, mate. I crap on with the best of them. That's why we do well this on this is, show. Uh, this is the ocean. This is Ocean Grove. So this is the Barwon River. So this is the river that separates Ocean Grove from Barwon Heads. Right. Um. If you turned 180 degrees from where I've taken that photo, you were at the Ocean Grove Golf Course. Ah, uh, so right. yeah, this is the the jetty, and it's such a cool structure when you get reflections because it's just mm. thin, as you can see. Mm. And uh, it, it it yeah, you can get all kinds of sunset action there. Um, this would have been one of the nights where I've gone down hoping that the sun would go ballistic, like it has happened in your background, but it just didn't quite. So I just made use of what we had good low yeah. tide nice reflection couple of people on the jetty to add a bit of scale always helps yeah uh, fairly straightforward kind of shot it's actually um i did uh three frames on this and turned into a quite a wide panorama nice. as well but yeah uh, okay. that's obviously the main the main yeah. crux of the photo right there so yeah uh, another question with that notice because i'm just in the mood for questions today no oh, bring it on mate bring it on so you you do a lot of canvas printing for yourself yeah. like i would say without trying to be offensive you you're more of a canvas printer than a print I, I, printer no no no. i prefer yeah. printing on canvas absolutely yeah so do you find that you shoot more towards that that medium of canvas or it doesn't matter so you don't if you're thinking okay that this is going to be a great big canvas i'll shoot it this way so it gets really moody or whatever no or... Not, not necessarily i think i just yeah. shoot to something that's going to look good on a wall i don't yeah. um i don't even probably don't even do that I, it's it's just <laughs> I, I just stick to the to yeah. the what we talk about a lot on the show, the principles of better photography, you know, composition yep. being the main one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I not yeah, I don't really think I, I suppose 
you're partly right though. Maybe some subconsciously I do think like that because a lot of my photos do end up on, you know, big, like two meter wide canvases. Yeah. Um, yeah. I suppose a little bit of that is chasing the, the really, you know, the, the awe inspiring shots a lot, yeah. the atmospheric shots that do look good on a wall. Yeah. Yeah. But I think also lately I've, I've, I've sort of been steering away from that a little bit um, using the big zoom lens to, you know, mm-hmm. get smaller areas, which when you think about it, probably don't, <laughs> it's, this is going to sound contradiction in terms, but it sounds a bit weird to make such a small area of a photo massive, but I think that's mm. what really works. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's that, and I love seeing macro photography, huge, like, yeah stupid big uh yeah i think i think it has a real impact when you can see something that's meant to be a few millimeters across literally a meter across yeah yeah Um, i agree yeah some of those macro shots especially like the spiders and the bugs and stuff like that where you can see all the dots of their eyes and uh, once once they're blown up to bigger and and the other reason i asked that question is because that shot behind you is quite moody and grungy sort of it's a really stormy looking thing but i reckon i've noticed with some of your shots though that there is, I think, you know, we've all got a bit of a style how we shoot. And I think you do have a style that really does um, adapt itself to canvas printing. Like those, like you said, those big canvases with, you know, lots of detail and lots of mood yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah, I was just, I was just interested in whether or not maybe, you know, subconsciously you might shoot that way because yeah. you know, that's going to look good that way. Yeah. I'd, I'd um, say you're probably onto something. Um, and like the other, when, when I did Point Lonsdale a couple of weeks ago, um, a lot of those shots have already ended up on canvas, which is great, but mm. they, yeah, you're right. That the style of photography that I do generally will lend itself to big canvas printing. So, I there guess uh, uh, what came first, there, the chicken or the egg? I'm not sure whether it was my photography that you know ended up on canvas, or because I was doing big canvases, I changed my style of photography. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, you? like I imagine you probably adapted. You know, you probably when you're at the markets in the early days and things that were working, and you're like, oh, that yeah. sells really well, and that's the style of shot that sells well. Can I, so, can I um just talk about that for a second? I and people are going to think, Brendan, you wanker. Um, How's that any different to any other true, episode? <laughs> true. Uh, I want to say this was 1998. Um, wow. Yeah, I know. This is going back away. When I was doing the Yamundi markets up in Queensland, and um, I had a big panoramic photo. And what I did was it was a panoramic, panoramic image of, I think, the Maruchi River or something. And what I did just for just to try something a bit different at the markets was I left a massive big white border and mm. put in a frame. And a customer came up. Um, she was looking and she loved it. She said it was really good. And then she said, do you print on canvas? This is in 1998. And, mm. and I said, what do you mean? <laughs> Painting yeah. canvas. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd never heard of it. The internet was still relatively in its infancy. So there wasn't a lot mm. of information. Uh, anyway, I went to my printer at the time and I said, can you get, can I print on canvas? And he sort of looked at what me What is like, this canvas stuff? Yes. Yeah. And he said, you know, I think there's, anyway, and he went into his back catalog and blah, blah, blah. And he found this company that was making pre-prime canvas to go through large format printers. Right. And I said, let's give it a crack. And right. yeah, so I'd like to think I was one of the pioneers with canvas printing in Australia. Uh, I reckon it was around 98. Um, wow. Anyway, okay. the, long story short, we printed one on canvas and then I took it to my framer for him to stretch it, and he stretched it, and the um, the photo f- fell off it. <laughs> like, it literally came away from the canvas. So Great. yeah, that's when like, we learnt about um, overspraying and actually uh, getting them yeah. flat on the, which was great. And then of course the Ilford and all these guys came up with canvases that you didn't have to do that with; they're all yeah. pre-primed and you could stretch them. So so it wasn't a scratch and sniff canvas. <laughs> thank goodness because we've been on the ground uh yeah, anyway, yeah okay just sort of yeah. throw that in yeah cool good that's uh yeah like like i said I, like you're easily the the person i know the most has done canvases for the longest yeah um you, you sort of got me on the canvases when i was doing things like that look good and i'd see something you did i'm like oh that'll be i, I could do something oh, there's, like that. There, hmm. there's a lot to like about them and, and i think the main thing that i've always used this when i when i sell canvas to people is Canvas just lets the photo do the talking. Yeah. So if you've if you've got a stretch canvas with no frame on it, it's the yeah. photo. That's all yeah. it is. There's no glass. There's no glare. There's no reflection. They're relatively lightweight. They're easy to clean. They're easy to hang. Yeah. Um, and the matte canvas finish, please, folks, if you can, steer away from gloss canvas. I, I think it's- I didn't, absolute, didn't even know they did. I didn't even know they did gloss canvas. A waste of space. It, it, all it does is reflects 
any light. And it's like you might as well put glass over canvas. No, mm. steer away from it. In my humble opinion, I think it looks way better. The matter, the better with canvas. So you can actually see a bit of the weave of the canvas coming through when you look closely mm. at it. I think that yeah. looks fantastic. Um, we can put floating frames on canvases now, which which looks stunning. They, they, I reckon they look really good with floating they do. frames. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, they bloody well cost an arm and a leg, so they'd want mm. to look good. But yeah, again, I just love canvases. And if, you, if, you, if you're doing a good landscape, you know, put it on a canvas that's, you know, a meter wide. Start mm. there. Yeah. You know, small canvases, man, put them in a frame. Yep. Put, put, put that, print it and put in a frame as a normal photo. Do yep. your canvases nice and big. I think that, I think mm. it rocks. I reckon I've got about a thousand photos I could do a meter wide. Well, but, those ones we did for you, uh, the last ones we did, the vertical ones, I think mm. they ended up at your brother's place. Is that right? Uh, no, they're in upstairs, up in, up in the Camp Lake yeah. Gallery. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate. They, mm. they just came up a treat. They were so yeah, good. Um, yeah. They were taken off. Was it Maria Island where you got those? No, or? that was up in Bruni Island. Yeah, Bruni, Bruni beg your pardon. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, um, yeah. They, they look like there's the one with that rock, the sea spray, and the rock that. Oh, um, that's in my kitchen at the moment, or in the sort of side bit of the kitchen. And, and yeah. every time you walk in, I'm like, "Geez, that looks good." Yeah, who it took, does. It, that who came took up that? A treat. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, anyway, oh, awesome. We we, we'll just keep talking amongst ourselves while people yeah, listen. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to flip the episode a little bit. Beer donations. No. Not that far. I'm, I'm going to start with Dear Cam because it segues <laughs> beautifully into our first subject. So, um, Dear oh, Cam. Oh, dear Cam. <laughs> I, I had nothing to do with this, Dear Cam. I'm just, or did I? I don't know. Yeah. Let, let's, we'll, we'll is, find out. We'll find out how this goes down. <laughs> this Dear Cam comes from Glyn L. Oh, no, look, that's way too obvious. Let's say G. Lavender. G. Lavender, and that's better. Yes. That, yeah, that's, yeah, no one will know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. And he doesn't um, watch the show, so it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Dear Cam. It's a short and sweet one. Will BFOP be any fun? Question mark. Right. That's a great question, Glenn. Really great question. Uh, now, uh, but for what, those what, of you what who is don't BFOP, know, correct. Uh, yes. Well, well <laughs> BFOP literally stands for the Bright Festival of Photography, Cameron. And right. it happens on the middle weekend in, well, the second weekend in October. Right. Um, and basically what you do is you you get on, you buy a ticket, and then you have BFOP credits where you can mm. spend those on workshops. And it happens in Bright in the high country of Victoria. Um, and it runs over three days. And you, Mr. Blake, uh, mm. running a few workshops there. I am. Yeah, um, absolutely. So yeah, to answer Glenn's question, um, the probably, it probably won't be fun because he's also presenting at the, the bright festival <laughs> of photography. So all the fun is going to be easily sucked out of it by, by Glenn's appearance. But yes, um, I think people will have fun. Um, and like I said, he doesn't listen to this show. So there's no way he's going to ring us up and say, I didn't ask you a dear cam question. You're taking the piss. He's not going to do yeah. that at all. No. Um, no, so uh, like you said, this segues beautifully into our topic about the Bright Festival of Photography. Yes. Uh, so yeah, you're right. Uh, the first, it's the first full weekend of October, so second weekend of October, yeah, technically. Sure. Um, so yeah, it's three days, and it, it's uh, if you're listening to this on the, whatever day it is, the fifteenth of September, or the next Monday, whatever it is, um, don't don't bother going to BFOP unless you've already got tickets because it's already sold out. It's already it has already in. sold out. Yeah, it's all all locked in. It's all ready to go. We're only a few weeks away, so. Um, but put it in your diary for 2024 uh, because it is incredibly good fun. But yeah, there's uh, I think there's over 80 workshops over three days. Yes. Um, I think there's about 30 presenters um, and they have a big marquee. The whole township of Bright. It's, I've said it before and I say it to people who are coming along and like I love Bright. Like I've got a real emotional connection to Bright. Um, but every every time I drive in there for BFOP, the best thing, instead of seeing all the people in Lycra or all the people from Melbourne in their toffee four-wheel drives or all the other wankers that go to Bright every other time of the year, all you do is you see people walking around with tripods and cameras. And it's like, this is like a camera town. Like this is a photography yeah. town. Yeah, and it's really, like, yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like my people, isn't it? These, yeah. these are my people. That's right. So it's really cool like that. And it has a really good buzz. Um, one of the main rules for BFOP is to check your ego at the door. Again, yep. I don't. I don't know how Glenn is going to do that. Um, I don't think. I don't <laughs> think there's a door big enough to check his ego. Um, along with him and TP, uh, I'm sure. I wonder if they know each other. I'm sure they do. Maybe they've been they in a room together. I don't know. I don't think. Again, I don't think there's a room big enough to to manage their two egos. But um, so, but there is a lot of characters that go. It is a lot of fun. Um, Little little story about BFOP that I I I heard it. I'm not sure if it's if it's uh, folklore or whether or not it's truth or, oh, or whatever. But I, I want to hear this. Yeah, I want to hear it. So the idea of BFOP, from what I've heard, is that uh, 
Nick, Nick who runs, Nick and Matt run the BFOP festival. And I think Nick knows the guy that runs the brewery and bright really well. And there was a conversation around about how the bright brewery could sponsor something with beer, like just a bit of a joke. I think it was. And the way I heard the story was that they were both having a chat and the guy in the bright brewery said, well, if you can put a festival on, we'll sponsor it with beer. And, and Nick's like, well, well I don't know what of anything about festivals and stuff like that. And then they said, well, let's just put a photography festival on and let's see what happens. And, that's how I understand that the BFOP party sort of started. It was almost a bit of a joke. Like, you know, if you can get a festival, I'll give you free beer for it. Um, I'll probably be correct. That might be just folklore rumors that I've heard. But um, if that is the case, that sort of gives you an idea of what sort of um, fun you're in for for the weekend. Well, you know us, Cam. We never let the truth get in the way of a good story. And that sounds uh, like a good story. That sounds like a good story. But it, it is a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, I'm running uh, – generally, most presenters will run four workshops over the weekend and just repeat two workshops so i'm doing two sunrises and i'm doing two black and white workshops for the weekend there um there's heaps of presentations so when the presenters are not out in the field doing workshops we're generally in the marquee presenting stuff or giving lessons on things or just wandering around talking to people you know you can ask questions and uh pull us aside it is full on though like as a presenter you like you get to the end of the weekend and you are knackered you're absolutely knackered yeah. Uh, and and the one thing, and I'll apologize now to everyone who's listening who comes to BFOP. If I don't remember your name or where I know you're from, please don't take offense. It's just like people come and say, oh, hey, Cam, I was on your workshop five years ago, that one day little Olympus. I'm like, oh, okay, sorry. I don't remember you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but you're coming along as well. Um, I am. Are, are, yeah, we, are, we, are we are recording a show up there? Is that correct? Look, I, I'd like to think we'd be able to. Uh, hmm. It depends on more your availability because I'm I'm literally coming along as a punter. Um, yeah, a paid up punter, mind you. And yes. uh, they, would, they wouldn't I'm, give you a free ticket, would they? No. <laughs> the amount of plugging, the amount of plugging we give them. Uh, no, but that's fine. And uh, I'm happy to pay my way. And uh, I've actually booked myself into a workshop or two, so I'm I'm quite because you never you know. You, you, you can never learn too much. Um, there's a couple of areas of photography that I've always wanted to get into. One of them is definitely sports photography. So I've got myself into a little mm. sports photography uh, workshop while I'm up there, photographing some mountain bikers and stuff. So I'm keen yeah. on that. Yeah. Uh, and I may also have put my name down with uh, G Lavender as well, but we will. Um, again, again, I, I I can't wait to see how this all goes down. Well, I'll be I'll be the fly on the wall for you, mate. I will be the canary in the coal mine. Please, <laughs> I yeah, can please, tell you please, exactly what's going on. Please feedback. It was um, <laughs> it's funny. Like I, I almost feel like again, he doesn't listen to this, so it's okay. But I almost feel like when I when I first got invited to BFOP, um, it was almost like all these people had to go into bat for me to say, oh yeah, no, he's good at what he does, and he's you know he's all right. He's not an, he's not an idiot. You know he'll fit well for the mold. And I'm pretty sure that the the organisers, if there's new people coming in, they'll sort of just just suss out. You know, is this person uh, okay, or are they an absolute maniac, and they're going to ruin the whole vibe and stuff like that? And I got I got asked about Glenn, and I'm like, you've got to have Glenn there, hundred um, percent, just just for the entertainment value. Uh, mm-hmm. Most likely, people will not learn anything off him, mm-hmm. um, and most likely, you won't get a word in anyway. Yeah, and um, he's highly likely to offend someone, but he's, that's, he's, that's he's, the way the guy rolls, and that's totally fine. And that's why we love him so much. He's, exactly, he's, we do. What, he just wears his heart in his sleeve. God love him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we're going to have a lot of fun. And um, I can't wait. Like, um, hopefully the weather. Last year we had, uh, on the first night, uh, they made an announcement on stage that everyone had to go to the local woodmill and start building an ark because there was that much <laughs> rain coming. They were, they were expecting, like, 40 or 50 mil of rain. Mm, um, and it did come a bit. The, the marquee had a river running through the middle of it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's great fun. And well, I'd, um, I'd like to think that that was roughly around the time when, cause remember the Murray flooded last year. So it was probably around I re- then. I reckon it was. Um, and oh, it, it definitely was because, uh, yeah. at the back end of October, I was up in Swan Hill and she was in flood. Yeah, actually that's right. Cause I went to, I came back from the Flinders ranges just mm-hmm. before the last BFOP and the Murray was in flood there too. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Um, pretty full on. Yeah, so if you haven't got your tickets, then uh, that's bad luck for you guys. But you definitely look at it next year. Um, there's 500 tickets being sold. Um, yep. The workshops went online earlier this week, and I believe uh, there's still a few spots left in the workshops for those that are going. Um, I was really shocked. Mine mine sold out really quickly, which is great. Um, Nobody's shocked by that, Cam. Well, I am because the last yeah you know, it means I've got to get up early and I can't get on the beers the night before. Yeah. Um, well. Well, I'm going to well, be there, so you you, you well, might have fair. to. I'm afraid. I'll, 
I'll be on the beers. I don't have to drive anywhere. It's all bus driving. We'll have one or two. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, if we can squeeze in an hour of, of Cam's time and we can um, yeah. heal our podcast. Probably even the Friday morning before things kick off, we might be able to do it then or yeah. even in the even in the main marquee. Yeah. Uh, not sure. We'll, we'll work that out. I'll talk. Uh, there's a couple of Where's Where's is the. Uh, uh, he's, he's the Bevan of the beef oh, up, really. Very good. Yeah. Um, so I'll have a talk to him. I reckon we can rig something up near the marquee or out the side of the marquee where we can yeah. sit down. He actually does a podcast. Every year he does a podcast <clears throat> of the the festival and he gets the presenters to come on and have a chat. So he'll be set up for it anyway. Okay. We might be able to, we might be able to borrow his booth for now. But I'll, I was just looking at um, our episode. What is this? What episode is this? 94? This is 94. So 95, 96, we're it'll not be quite no, make the ton when we're there. It's going to be about 97. Um, unless, unless we do a th- like three episodes of beef up, but no, <laughs> we no. cram just so Cramps. we can make the hundred. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Well, I'm, I'm, no. I'm actually optimistic that our hundredth episode will be recorded at our Mally workshop, but we'll just see. Right. That'd be, that'd be good. We'll but uh, anyway, so those going to beef up yourself and everyone else, um, I hope to see you there. Come and say g'day. Um, uh, you don't need to buy us beer at Beefop, uh, no, Mel. Mel, don't. unless Mel wants to, Mel can buy me a beer. Do we, um, should we should we tell people about the little merch thing we're planning? Or, uh, or yeah, have you have you finished it? I think I'll, I'm pretty sure I'll get it done. Um, okay. We, yeah, we okay. might have we might have uh, a few little bumper stickers available for people. Yeah. So, but we are limiting it to the first 200 people. Right. Come and uh, are they free? We're going to have 194 bumper stickers left at the end of BFOP, I think. <laughs> well, I've got my I've got my car there. You'll have yours there. Uh, <laughs> That's right. I, I can tell you now. I reckon I know one car I'm going to be sticking it onto. So, yeah. well, what yeah. I think what we're going to we're going to hatch a little plan that basically every car in Bright's going to have a, a down south photo show bumper sticker on it, uh, and then yes. throughout yes, the yes, year yes. we want people to send us a photo of your car and the person in the coolest spot. That has a photo of our bumper sticker on their car will win a prize. <laughs> here, here you go. Here, here, here's one right off the top of my head. Right? I like, I like this. You like this? So we'll do this, and then we'll give people till, you know, we'll give people until maybe March or April next year or something like that. And yeah. the person who comes up with the best photo of their car bumper sticker, somewhere cool, I will buy them a ticket to 2024 BFOP. Oh wow! Now that's. Yep. Now we we might have to run that past the organisers of BFOP, but apparently we're now no. giving away their product for them. <laughs> no, that's, no, well the ticket generally the tickets for BFOP go on sale the day after it finishes. That's right. Uh, but I will buy one, and I will have one available yep. as a as a prize. And I don't think Matt and Nick will care. No, of course they, they won't. They, they're ro- they're rolling in cash. What's one extra ticket? Cross promotion for for BFOP. So, so there you go. We'll, we'll we'll give you more details about that. But that's uh, very very much looking forward to that weekend. That's going to be yep. a lot of fun. Um, we we want to talk because spring is here. Um, we thought we'd just quickly talk about uh, a little bit of spring cleaning. Um, mm-hmm. Now, when it what exactly were we relating to this to Cam? Can you remember what we were talking about when we <laughs> at our production meeting? No, I, th- uh, I think in regards to spring cleaning, like I know for me. Um, especially after winter, um, generally your gear can get a bit dirtier and wet and your filters get a bit more fog and and condensation on them. So I know that at the start of spring, um, maybe not right on the start of spring, but I seem to have a little bit of time in spring where I'm like, let's pull all the gear out. Let's tighten all the the tripod legs up. Let's get them all clean. Let's make sure they're all clean of gunk, Um, you know, clean the screens. One of the big things I've cleaned lately um, that I didn't think need cleaning was my viewfinder. So I, I was looking through it one day. I'm like, why is this just dots and crap all over my shots here? <laughs> and I looked at the sensor and looked at the lens. I'm like, oh, it's a viewfinder. So yeah. um, it only takes you 10 minutes, you know, 15 minutes. Grab your gear out, um, get a nice cleaning cloth, give everything a nice wipe down, make sure it's all working, you know, make sure you've got no scratches or things like that. But I noticed yesterday that one of my Olympus lenses, um, the rubber weather sealing around the lens mount had started coming loose. So it's almost like it's expanded. It's got this little loop of rubber hanging out the mount. So I'm like, okay, well, I need to have a look at that to you know, see what I'm doing with that. So, you know, we all say spring cleaning is great. You know, you, you clean the house out and make it open all windows up, put some fresh air. Um, do the same with your camera gear. Get it out Absolutely. there. And, yeah. there's, been, there's nothing worse. It's a heartbreaker when you're, you're out in the field, you take an awesome photo, you know, you see it on your screen, great, but then you 
on your on your camera screen and then you put it on your computer screen at home which is mm. you know 30 inches wide and go yeah. look how terrible that looks that, like that you've got yeah a filthy sensor you've got smudges on the lens the the light path gets corrupted it's just look um yeah I was out shooting uh, last night. I'm shooting um, some video for a, a mate of mine, his son, mm. who's a very keen golfer. I'm shooting some video of him um, for a promotion. And, you know, luckily I was shooting video because I was moving and I could just, and we're shooting straight into the sun. And it was just like, oh my God, look how filthy this lens yes. is. Yes. And, I, and yes. I, I'm pretty sure it still had Overland track dirt on it. <laughs> so- oh, that, that, that Overland track, that stays with you forever. Oh, um, yes. I you know, I you know, I've it- got crap on my lens for, for the, all of time. I don't have it here, but you know where it does get in. What what really annoys me, and you can clean it a bit if you if you use a, like a, uh, an earbud and some maybe some alcohol to clean or something like that. Yes, but yes. you know when the, the top of your dials, how you know ASP, mm-hmm. they're, they're all white, and they just sometimes get grime and dirt in there. So instead of having a, a an S, you've got like half an S because it's covered in <laughs> yeah. dirt. That shits me to tears. That I look at that, and I'm like, yeah. oh, that's dirty. And so yeah. yeah, you're right. Like there's, I actually did a one on one client uh, up at Mount Field just yesterday. And uh, we were doing a sunburst. We got some nice sun coming through these beautiful rainforests. And her camera was immaculate, really. It was just clean, almost brand new, probably. And I put yep. my camera, I put my camera up to show her an example of how to create that sun star. And it looked like someone had sneezed on the front of my lens. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I got to clean that, clean the filter. Yeah. Um, it's also a good time as well. I've been doing this this week. Um, if you do have your gear insured through insurance or home and contents, just to make sure that it's all up to date. Yeah, um, I've been renewing my business insurance this this week, and they sent me a list of the gear that I had on my list of insured gear. I'm yeah. like, oh, I haven't had that lens for about three years. So I probably yeah, need to update that. Time and, to update. Yeah, so be sure to you know once a year at least update your gear and give it a good clean and um, you know just just check the contacts of your battery and you know all that kind of stuff. It yeah, like I said, it only sure. takes fifteen minutes or so, but uh, it is the time of year to do some cleaning. I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, but the, the the point you made about tripod and tightening the tripod legs, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. it's another one of those things. There's nothing worse when you're out mm-hmm. in the field and you're all set up and you've got everything locked off and then the tripod just, mm-hmm. just does its little, you yeah. know, the, the leg drops or the, the head just falls loose and that sort of yeah. stuff. Oh, it drives me absolutely batty, mate. So yeah. yeah, but definitely one to definitely one. And it's like, it takes you half an hour. Get, get a table, pull yeah. your gear up on it and just go over it. Give yep. it a good clean, as you say. Uh, format your memory cards. You know, get everything, get everything ready for photo taking season again. So yeah, uh, and, and especially you know, like for those coming to BFOP, for example, you know, definitely give your your camera a clean. Or if you're going on a holiday somewhere, don't like I said, don't get to the Eiffel Tower and yeah. be sit, sitting there with this incredible sunrise, the Eiffel Tower, and oh, hang on a sec, my camera's filthy, and I've got to clean it all. Like you want to go places ready and raring to go, and then. Really, we should all get in the habit of probably giving it a quick clean every time we use it when we come back. But um, <laughs> who <yeah>. does? <laughs> who does? I know. Speaking of oh. speaking of tripods, though, I reckon yes. we should we should do a poll one day. And if you can poll from one to ten the most hated bits of your equipment, mm. uh, tripod's going to win number one every single time. I think I, I think you go pretty close. Uh, um, yeah, either a tripod or a tripod plate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right up there. Yeah, they're just they're just like even like the workshop in the Tarcon we did the other day. Um, I reckon everyone at some stage had an issue with their tripod. Same thing, like oh the legs. Just, woo. Yeah. Uh, I had one customer who kept tightening the head the wrong way. Yeah, and then and getting it locked in the wrong way. Yeah, um, it's so easy to do it or loosening it. And and you, yeah, you're looking yeah. at your thing and you go, all right, this is all solid. And you go to move the camera. Why is that? Yes, loose? and, and you're trying to find what part of my tripod is loose. Yes, and there's. The top of your plate, sometimes they've got that Allen key in the top that, oh, that, that the actual quick release connects to the head. And yes. if that gets loose, you, like you think it's the plate, you think it's the head, but it's actually the screw down the middle. That's right. So that's why uh, image stabilization is the winner because tripods are almost a thing of the past. Real quick, I, we weren't going to dealt I mean, we're already, because we do shows all, it shows all over the place. It's off the rails again, and that's totally fine. What else is new? It's only episode 94. You'd think we'd know by now. Mm. Um Really just want to briefly touch on the new iPhone 15 that was announced. And the the reason I want to is because talking about annoying gear, USB cables fry my brain. Yes. Um, You know, finding the right one and and having a a lightning cable and having a USB-C and for God's sake, having a USB, was it USB-A that the OM5 charges with? 
Oh, yes. system, have a good hard look at yourselves. That yep. is a joke. You need yep. I, the OM52. If it hasn't got USB C, I ain't buying it. So, yep. uh, look, I, th- I think OM systems are dead. I'd, I'd be selling all your gear. That's not a bad idea, actually. I think I might yep. do that. Yep. Yeah. What, 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 what brand should I go for? Apple, uh, iPhone? Uh, yeah, go Apple, iPhone. But it does, it does have now the uh, USB C. Correct. That's where I was out. going with that yeah. segue. But yeah, yes, no, but um, it's good. Good segue. It's good. No, I I think it's great that um that they've gone to a, a USB C and joined the rest of the world basically. Yeah, yeah. Um. You know, faster charging, faster transfer rates. Thank God. Have you tried to get any video footage from your iPhone? Yep. It's a freaking nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> it takes, it, it takes but, days, Cameron. I grew this beard waiting for a five minute high res video to download. At what stage, here's another question. At what stage do we just say F you to these companies that make us buy their stupid proprietary cables and all the other shit that they send us? At what stage do you just turn around and say, you know what, jam it up your rear. I'm not yeah. buying your lightning cable anymore because that's the only thing in my entire house yeah. that uses a lightning cable. But now everyone's like celebrating because Apple went, oh, wow, we're going to go to USB-C. Yeah. Like they're, they're taking the piss for sure. I will bet my left Stanley nut that <laughs> that there, 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 someone, there. some company comes up with USB D and within three years time, and it's the greatest thing, Samsung chuck it on their phone immediately, and then Apple go, Oh, oh, mate, should we, you know, and then no, we, 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 got, we get we're going back to lightning. Well, all of a sudden we've got yet another freaking cable that's gonna end up wrapped around a porpoise's head. <laughs> it's extreme. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's yeah. what happens to them. It all ends yeah. up in the ocean. You know that. Yeah. Like I'm looking at my desk here and I've got a USB-C there. I've got a USB, uh, <laughs> yeah. whatever that, what that other one was, the charge. These these things, talk about, you know, these, these things are Garmin inReach, right? It's a little satellite yeah. GPS thing I took on the overland track. It's got a USB charge. It charges really quick. It lasts for ages. It's really great. But it's one of those old stupid USB-A things. Yes. And, and do you think you can find one in your box of cables anymore? Because no. nothing else uses them. No, so, I've actually, I've actually, oh, there, there's one there. That's a, that's a USB A, I believe. Oh uh, yes, yeah. The original, yeah. Um, I, I keep one of those on purpose because I get a lot of people coming into the shop with older cameras that only take that. So yeah, you know, and printer cables. Uh, anyway, look, sorry, we, we can't, we could spend all night on this. I, and- I think, I think we can summarize this quite well. To any company out there that's making some electronic gear that charges via USB, for the love of Christ, just get it all the same. How much extra money are you making selling a stupid lightning cable versus oh. USB C? Like, and again, I like they've got us over the barrel. Like, my I've got an iPhone, and I'll buy the next one, and I'll buy the next one, and you know. But at some stage, we've got to say no. The people should stand up and say, "Nope, nope. I'm not doing it." And where the hell did Canon get off charging $159 for a lithium-ion battery? Canon, there you go. You said it in the first word. This is the the, the new flash. The whatever it's called flash takes this proprietary battery. That's 159 bucks for one of those. That hey, is $159. You know what they should do? Nikon and Canon should bring out like this really high speed memory card that costs $400 <laughs> and no one, no one's got any stock and you can't use it. What did that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Jeez, we're, we're, and, getting and, bit, and, we're getting a bit grumpy here. Aren't we? And make it fit one camera and then one just camera, continue yeah. that camera. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That again, like again, why? I I know I hang shit on yeah. Nikon a fair bit, but why the hell would you, like if that was me? Why the hell would you buy another Nikon? Yeah. You just go, you know what? Damn it, I'm going, I'm going to Sony or Canon. Can, or I, can I throw a really random plug in? And God, it would be so cool to get this guy on the channel. There's a guy out there. He's, his channel's called Camera Conspiracies. Right. He's a nutcase, but he is hilarious. He's a Canadian right. guy. Is he? Um, is he the one that walks around? That he has a really funny voice. Is that him? He walks the streets basically and shows slow mo footage, camera conspiracies. Now, uh, he he actually started a, a yes, channel. I know this guy. Yeah, he's yeah, cool. He's as. brilliant. He yeah. is so funny. As I say, nutcase, but hysterical. I think his name's Casey. He yeah. um he started a channel like he's a he's a, a like a vegan lifestyle channel or something like that. Yes, healthy eating, all this stuff. And he wanted to be a YouTuber, so he started buying cameras, and it was mm. driving him nuts. He could not. And then it became this search for the perfect camera, yes. which peeled off into this sub-channel called mm. Camera Conspiracies, which I think is now doing better than his original channel. Yeah. Um, 
He's Great channel. No- I'll link it below. It's he's really done, good for a laugh. He's done 937 videos. Um, go. Yes, I have seen that guy and I, I watch him because he is hilarious. He is very um, funny. We, we've got to get someone else on the show, can't we? And we're overdue for a guest. If you well, we, I, I, I re- the Down South Photo Show, please hit us up. I reached out to Thomas Heaton. Didn't even get a reply. Mm. Which Thomas says, has been in Iceland. I don't, give a, I don't give a shit where he's been. You can at least reply to an email. <laughs> <laughs> it's not hard. We'll, we'll keep reaching out. We will. We'll no, 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 he's done his dash. Yeah, if They'll Thomas, be reaching out to us soon, Cam. Exactly right. If Thomas Heaton, if you're watching this, which I doubt you will be, uh, your invite's been revoked because <laughs> you didn't reply simply to an email. Yep. Even if you told us to get stuffed, at least you're replying. But no. Yeah. D- didn't the guy in Canada tell us to get stuffed? Yeah, the photo guy, tripper? Uh, f- photo tripper. Oh, he didn't tell us to get stuffed. He said, no, he just basically said thanks, but no thanks. He said, thanks. I, I wouldn't mind coming on, but he was going through a bit of stuff and That's you know, right. he, he was getting trolled heavily online. Yeah. And that was uh, during COVID as well. Yeah. That was during COVID. We probably should reach back out to him. He at said, least he least, got back to us. At Thomas. least he replied, Thomas. Like, I don't even rate him anyway. He lives in a van. Stop it. I like his stuff. I think he's a fantastic photographer and I like what he does. I'm not sold. And uh, vans are cool. Uh, all right, we, we've wrapped it on for long enough. Beer donations, Cameron. Uh, same always, Mel. <laughs> uh, Mel and Andrew C. Thank you for number one ticket holder, Mel. Thank you so supporting, much. Yeah. Supporting. Now, I've had a couple of complaints come through on the emails as well, Brendan. About Mel? No, about you. Oh, okay. Yeah, that they see me drinking a beer most episodes, and you're sucking on tea. I know, a cup of tea. Sorry, I'll lift my game. Um, I'm not really a midweek drinker, so there is that. I, I don't mind a beer. Uh, hang hang on a that. sec. Hang on a sec. You are. I've drunk with you in the midweek. Well, yeah, plenty of times. But at the moment, <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm. 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 I'm actually. Yeah, I, I am. I've actually started watching very carefully what goes in here because because um, you, you can't on, control what comes out. <laughs> when you get on the other side of fifty, what you put in here is a lot harder to get off down there. So uh, it's um. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah. just. Just. Being a little bit more cautious, and then I'll completely blow all that away at BFOP. Anyway, yes, you will. Yes, you will. No, um, that's awful. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Mel H and Andrew C, thank you for that's your right. donation. Yeah. This Thanks week. very much. That was appreciate good. It. Appreciate um, that. Yeah, you're you're back on I'm the boat, fine, Cameron. I'm back on the boat tomorrow. <clears throat> tomorrow. Um, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, so when this comes so you... out, I'll be on the boat when this comes out. So when are you coming YouTubes? through the heads tomorrow morning? No, no Friday, Sat- uh, Saturday, Saturday morning, morning about. Um, It'll be about four o'clock, I reckon. Three or four yeah. o'clock. Well, I won't be waving. Because, you know, it takes you three hours to go from the heads to Geelong. Yes. Why, why can't we just go straight across? <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's a shipping channel there. I think you would no. run aground. You go you go up all the way past Mornington. I know. And, and then, then you, you hook it, across the bay. It's just so nuts. Just drop me at bloody the heads. That'll do me. Yeah, I'm telling you, put Point Lonsdale. They, with, there's a ferry terminal there, for God's sake. It's where the Sea Road Ferry. Yeah. But then it's too far from Melbourne and Geelong. Anyway, we digress that's again. Yep. Yes. Um, that's awesome. You're off to the Flinders Ranges again. Yes, I am. Yeah. So we head off. Uh, we head, Daniel and I will be driving to Adelaide on Sunday and then we start the trip. Five on. star Dan. Five star Dan. He's back. Uh, he miss, he's had a he's had a workshop off. Uh, he's pretty happy with himself too, not having to do that. Um, so yeah, we'll head up to the Adelaide on Sunday. Then we drive up to grab our guests and drive up Flinders Ranges on the Monday. It's going to be early to mid thirties for the first three days are up there in temperature wise. Bring it on. That's going to be fantastic. And everything will be so green. So it's, yeah, Yeah. I think that's the perfect combo, hot conditions, but still green. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on the hunt for a Sturt desert pea this trip. Oh, yeah, I've, I've South Australia's um, national flower, emblem, flower national, emblem. their state state emblem. Yes, that's right. We saw some last time, but they're in a like a flower pot in the main street of Hawker. I'm like, no, Doesn't I want count. I, I want them in count. a field or something like yes. that. I want right. them, st- you know, I'll find one right next to a big dirty brown snake or something like that. Right. Be... We you need to talk to one of the rangers there and find out where they're hiding their sturt desert peas. I shall. Um, so that's that, and then we back, we back, well, I'm back um, for a, a week or so. Then we're off to BFOP, but yeah. It's but in then. between, you and I have a round of golf to take care of. We are playing a game of whack. Yes, indeed. Um, we need to start the Down South Photo Show Cup and put a scoreboard up on the on the top here, and we'll, Ooh, we'll do that. That's one nil, isn't it? Uh, we haven't started it yet, Cameron. We just oh. announced it. How can it be one so, nil? Because I because <laughs> I chipped because I chipped in from off in the bunker. That's that should be one nil. Fantastic golf shot. What about you? What are you doing? You're just running a shop. Or well, something? before I mention what I've got coming up. 
Uh, big shout out. So literally three times this week, I've had people come into my shop and say, hi, I'm a fan of the podcast. I just wanted to pop in and see your operation. How cool is that? So they came in just to see what you looked like and then left. <laughs> Basically. Um, yeah. Shout out to uh, Ian who popped in today. Uh, very enthusiastic man um, who who absolutely, he just, he said without prompting, he said, I love the show. It's fantastic. Keep up the good work. And I said, for that, Ian, you get a shout out. So Right. You didn't give him free out. prints though. No. Oh, I gave him a, a cleaning cloth. <laughs> what a guy. And a, and a, and a postcard. Uh, but we oh. did have a couple of other people. One of your guy who came on your workshops earlier. Oh, yes. Week. Yeah. Mel, Mel, uh, Mel, Mel Phillips. Yeah, Phillips. No, not, not, and, not Mel H, Mel F, no, Mel P. No. And also, uh, was it, I want to say Nathan. Am I getting that right? No, not Nathan. Anyway, it'll come back to me. It was another guy that popped in. Who, yeah, okay. uh, from Tassie, who was heading back to Tassie, and he'd been on a couple of your workshops as well. So, oh, could have been, yes, awesome. And he, and it's great because there's a lot of people from Tasmania who now get the spirit of Tasmania that goes mm. out of Geelong, which is 20, 20 minutes from my house. Yeah, uh, they're, they're popping in, which is which is brilliant. So, so it's thanks. it's it's fair to say that Tassie's put your shop on the map, then, no doubt. Because if it wasn't stopping there, no one would be coming in to say good day, would they? Hasn't the Down South Photo Show put Tassie on the map? Oh, <laughs> controversial. Okay. But as far as what my week has lined up, I'm just trying to think what we've got going on. Lot, lots of stuff, just busy, 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 <laughs> which is great. And we're on the downhill run. <laughs> Sorry. What we I, just, I just saw the run sheet there and it's got what's coming up. It's got Flinders Rangers and BFOT for me. And I thought yours says shout out to the visitors to the shop this week. I thought it said shout at the visitors who came <laughs> into the shop. I'm well, like, I can do that, that if you want. I don't yeah, think like, garner us many more listeners but I'm like, anyway. what, what are you writing down there shout it shout it <laughs> you're like that shout old man out, out, out old man out of the simpsons you know he's always shaking his fist at things old man shouts at cloud that's it <laughs> uh, yeah yeah nice and busy we've got um we've got heaps of stuff going on i am preparing the back room of my shop finally yeah. uh, so i can move my canvas operation away from behind me right here and down to right. the shop so i can nice. do canvases down there and not have to sort of come home and face work <laughs> mm. i want to come yeah. home and be home thanks yeah uh, yeah so that be, yes absolutely so be a bit of that mm. going on so anyway looking forward to it um i think that's about it for the show if you have a deer cam or if you want to communicate with us by all means hit us up in the comments below or head to our facebook page or have them plug the website dsps.com.au is that up to date i've looked i don't know you do that <laughs> we'll have a look at it. I'll, I might put up a new photo this week. Yeah. Um, so yeah. enjoy enjoy your time at the Flinders Rangers. We'll try and uh, get an episode yeah. away while you're over there. We'll work yeah, something out. We, we will. We do. Yeah. Um, and thanks, everyone, for listening to episode 94 of the Down South Photo Show. That's it. That's the podcast. We will see you and talk to you, and you'll hear us from episode 95 Ooh. next week. Goodbye. Yeah. See you later. Bye.